Hello and welcome to a new episode of The Walk. I'm Father Roderick. I'm walking uh, next to the water here. There's a, uh, a road behind me. So you may be able to hear the cars in the distance. And the birds are singing in the trees. Nature is beautiful. It's uh, summertime. And on my left here in the grass, there are millions of flowers in uh, just you know, wildflowers, but so beautiful. All these colors for free, purple and yellow and white and, and uh, pink and blue. Absolutely gorgeous. Not to mention the, the smell of these flowers. Fantastic. Even so close to the city, nature can be so beautiful. As long as you open your eyes and your ears and your nose. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to talk about? Well, as I, as I mentioned last uh, week, I would like to share with you some experiences in decluttering. When I came back from Spain, um, one of the toughest things to uh, get used to was the amount of stuff that surrounded me. When I was on the Camino, I only had my backpack. It's seven kilograms, and that was it. And I was perfectly happy, and I've never had the feeling that I was lacking in things. Actually, I was carrying even more things than I needed. I could have left at least a, another kilogram or two at home. And so when you come back, and you enter your living room, and you see all the furniture. And <laughs> in my kitchen, I see so much silverware and glasses and mugs and plates and pans and ah, so much. I go to uh, my study room or the place where I have my computer and I see rows and rows and rows of books. And this is after a massive purge that I did last year. I got rid of almost half of my books. I gave them to the seminary. And I got rid of all the books that I f was sure I would never read again um, because I'd read them during my time in seminary and, you know, they fulfilled their purpose. Time to move on. I'm never going to be a philosophy professor. And if I need a, some re resources on, on specific topics, I can always go to the library or look it up online or, you know, worst case scenario, reorder a book from Amazon. But I, so I enter my room and I see still thousands of books. Well, perhaps that's a lot. Hundreds of books. <laughs> it's like, why? Why? The books that I read are on my Kindle. And there are a few books that I have on paper because it's a type of book that you can't put in a Kindle because there's illustrations and I don't know. It's just sometimes it's easier to have a paper book especially if you use it a lot, than to have it on, on a Kindle. Um, but so the, my, my first thought was, golly, i got to get rid of, of more books. Um, and at the same time, I, I like to be surrounded by books and by the furniture because it you know, gives a certain atmosphere to my home and I have my little rocking chair and I've, I've been enjoying reading so much lately 
I think it's also because it's summertime and it's quieter in the parish and I don't have as much work. But I, I have much more time to read now and I love my rocking chair. It's my little hobbit corner. And so I actually do read also paper books. Um, so it's, it's kind of a, it's one of those things where I'd like to get rid of most of that. But on, and on the other hand, I want to keep a bit of that atmosphere because it helps me. It gives me an incentive to read. Um, I, same thing with Lego. I've, 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 had, I've bought quite a bit of Lego and I've had a lot of secondhand Lego uh, for, the, for the, the video clips. But I have all these unfinished Lego sets uh, and uh, all the minifigures are in various places in my house. And it's like, geez, I need to put that together and, and clean that up and make sure that, I, that it's useful and that I can find some of the stuff. Uh, but right now it's too much and it's too much clutter. And it's, it's, it's gathering dust and that's not why I bought it. I need to film the videos with that and uh but in order to do that i need to bring some system in the in the chaos and the madness then i have all the technical equipment like i've got drawers full of wires and connectors etc again i've done a huge purge i've already gotten rid of at least 70 percent i think of all that junk but i'm still I still have way too much. I don't need all that. And the chances that I'm going to use it are so slim. So that's also going to require some extra time. And then I opened my, um, the, what you call it? It's like I've got drawers where, where I put my clothes. The, um, I don't, it's, what you call that? A place where you store your clothes. I'm blanking out on something. Um, oh well, <laughs> forget it. Clothes. I've got too many clothes. I only had two shirt, two t-shirts, two pieces of underwear, four socks, um, a hat, a raincoat, and shoes, and that was it. And it worked. And I don't need anything else. So I, I was looking. Uh, I was going through my wardrobe. That's the word that I was looking for. And, uh, and I notice all these clothes that for some reason I'm still keeping and I'm never wearing them. Like clergy shirts that don't fit my neck anymore or the ones that you put underneath a cassock. I'm never wearing a cassock, so why would I keep that? Um, <laughs> if, I, if I ever need to wear a cassock, I can go back to Rome and in a heartbeat and get some new new stuff it's just still hanging there i got so much stuff so what i did uh not so long ago was to take an entire day to just declutter and i started with the easiest things that's always my recommendation i was actually incentivized to go back and declutter more because i had a conversation with a a, a lady on a saturday it was during a day organized by the broadcasting company that I work for. And they had a day with where we could meet our, our viewers. So there were about 800 people or 1,000 people. And I had this, wow, that was a, an appearance of a bug on the, on the podcast <laughs> in stereo. The, um, 
Uh, so I had this, this meet and greet moment and uh, this lady walks up to me and we start chatting and she tells me that she has just retired and um, I don't know exactly, we, perhaps we were talking about the Camino or anything. At one point we were talking about uh, uh, decluttering and then she shares with me that she's really struggling with that because she's a, she's a hoarder, <laughs> well, not really a, like a, um, a problematic hoarder, but she has a tendency to keep everything because there are so many emotions uh, connected to the stuff that surrounds her. And at the same time, she had this desire to, to simplify her life and to, you know, the children are no longer living with her and uh, she's in a different phase of her life. And, and yet she had so much trouble letting go of even the smallest things. She said, the moment I start, the moment I, 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 I try to throw one thing away, before I know it, I spent the entire day going through my memories and rereading books and magazines, and I, I end up not throwing anything away. And uh, it's very recognizable. It's, it's one of the hardest things uh, when it comes to decluttering is to start to get going. Um, there is a, there's a game you can play, and that is, I recommended that to her, because um, I think I, I did that. Uh, it's start throwing away one thing on day one. The next day, try to throw away two things. And then the next day, try... You can do either th- go away three things and then just build it up very gradually. Or you can do, you know, multiply it. Like the first day, one thing. Next day, you get rid of two things. Then the next day, four things. The next day, eight things. 16, 32, 64, etc. Uh, 128 things. Ooh, that's going to be a lot. But you can... You can space it out uh, in uh, however you want to the thing is to get started and once you start throwing away things or giving away things because it doesn't always have to be that you throw away things and destroy them but you can also give them to people that may still use them you'll get the hang of it and it will become easier what i noticed is i i need to start with the things that are simple. And so I start with uh, the, the same items that I had with me on the Camino and, and asking myself, do I need so many items? So, so, I mean, of course I do need clothes. I need a pair of pajamas, etc. But do, do I need 16 pairs of socks? <laughs> do I need 30 t-shirts? Do... Uh, do, uh, do I need um, five old pair of shoes? That yes, if I bring them to uh, a shoemaker, um, they could probably put new soles on them and it would cost me less than buying new shoes. But I've been keeping these old shoes for years and the, the, the material, the, the leather is already, you know, because I'm not wearing them anymore. So it's, you see these cracks in it. I'm never going to do that. You know, if I need shoes, I go buy new shoes. Um, why am I keeping them? The same thing with um, old uh, shoes I use in the gym. Um, I, I've been trying to pick up uh, some fitness uh, exercises again. So I'm using my old Xbox 360 uh, with the Kinect. It's the camera. And I, I, mean, I have two discs, so two different, two uh, Kinect 
not really games, but programs that help you get fit again. And so uh, I, I need to wear good shoes because a lot of those, it's like high intensity workouts. So you, need, you can't do that on your socks. But I had these old gym shoes that must be at least seven years old, if not eight years old. And only now I'd, I noticed that the, 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 the rubber and the plastic, it's all completely decomposed. I could not even wear those anymore. But I was keeping them just in case. It's that dangerous word again, just in case. I may need them again. It's time to move on. So um, uh, <laughs> another thing was duvets. Uh, I had like four duvets two of which were still good. Others were older or very synthetic. And I never used them because they're too warm and too, too bulky, but I didn't want to throw them away because I bought them years ago. And it's, you know, perhaps in the future I may get someone uh, who wants to stay uh, for a night and say, I need to have a duvet. <laughs> like, why? Why? I don't need that. It's in the way. It's taking up a lot of space. Most of it is air. And if, if in the future there may be someone who needs to stay at my place for a night or so, I still have um, the sleeping bag from, from the Camino uh, that, is, that I cleaned. Um, and why keep all that? Um, cushions. Uh, what's the word? The... Yeah, cushion. But in, I think for the bed, cushions you use another term. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, I, I, this is really not my vocabulary day. Um, I was having... I had five or six of them. And why? I only need one to sleep on and, and a second one in case I want to read something in bed. The four other uh, ones were completely unnecessary and just taking up space so I decided to throw them away and because um, I, I, look, I look up everything on the web uh, when it comes to things that I want to throw away some, some things you need to recycle and other things you have to throw them away um, and they will just burn them so anyway the, 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 the duvets could be just thrown in with the trash and also the the, the cushions is that cushion? What the? What's the word? Now I want to know. I know that like ninety percent of my listeners are yelling at their <laughs> their podcast device right now. Oh, it just bugs me sometimes when I have these. I'm blanking out on the stupidest words. Um, while while I'm looking that up, um, I, I from there I went to the uh, to the wardrobe. And I kept only the clothes that I wear on a regular basis. And I was relentless for anything else. So I got rid. And that's the advantage uh, of recycling. And so you, there are these containers in several places in the city. And you just put your clothes in that. And, and then people will sort them out and reuse what is still usable. And then recycle what is not. Um, and so the... Um, the, the clothes were relatively easy because I don't have an emotional attachment to clothes. Let's cross the road here. It's green. There, it's not green. So I'm going to run. 
There we go. Um, from there, I went to the kitchen. And again, I was looking through all the... Um, uh, the... Um, the shelves and I, I, I wanted to only keep what I... It's like, for, for instance, glassware. Um, the uh, a pillow. Good grief. Pillow. Yes. Thank you, Google Translate. Pillow. Why can't I, can't I find that word? Anyway, pillow. So I got rid of four pillows. <laughs> and I sleep so well. I, tur I changed the position of my bed. I, when I came back, it was, so, it was a tropical bunch of weeks. It was very hot and I couldn't sleep. I was very tired during the day. Um, but there was also something with the bed and I couldn't know what it was. I was like, how is it possible that I can, during the Camino, I can sleep on, the, on, on, on things that are not even a, a real bed and I don't have any trouble sleeping and I'm back and I'm on this expensive Ikea mattress and I cannot sleep. I have pain in my back when I wake up. So I changed the position of my bed and there has to be something with the floor. But since I changed the position of the bed, I sleep. No problem whatsoever. So I, what I think is that the floor is perhaps not entirely uh, uh, horizontal and that perhaps my bed was slightly slanted and that was giving me such a, so, so, much, so many troubles. And it's the only thing I can come up with because I didn't change rooms or anything. By the way, it's a bad idea to walk outside right now because there's a lot of mosquitoes. I hope I don't get bitten. So, I went to the kitchen and I got rid of almost all my glasses. I only kept, kept the, the, a few beer glasses, two wine glasses, two, two of each basically. It was like the Camino rule. You only need two of each. If one breaks, you still have a spare one. And if that one breaks, then you buy new ones. And uh, that felt really, really good. Same thing with uh, a lot of the, um, you, what you call it, like the little cups and everything. Um, mugs. I have a whole collection of mugs. I've got a, a couple of beautiful new ones. Um, like I've got the, a Doctor Who one. Um, got a Harry Potter mug, a Simpsons mug, a Star Wars mug. But I also have these very old ones, these completely faded away. And yeah, do I have an emotional attachment with those? At first I was like, I'm not going to throw those away. There were a few, uh, a few ones that I didn't care for. I was like, yeah, get rid of it. I never used them. But the thing is, my cupboards are just stuffed with stuff that I don't really use. And some of those old mugs, same thing. Yes, golly, my name is on it. But you can barely see it anymore. It's so faded away. So it's, it's, it's like another thing. It's a sentimental value. But it's also in the way. It's also cluttering up my life and my kitchen. It, is, it may have had its function back then. And I've got good memories, but the memories are in my head. And the cup is just, the mug is just a trigger. Um, it's time to move on. Same thing with... Um, from there, from the kitchen, and, and we're already talking about, I'd say at least six or seven uh, bags full of trash. Um, then I went to the living room, 
And there I started to become difficult because I've got a big Blu-ray and DVD collection. and I've gotten rid of most of my DVDs. Uh, I kept the series that I still want to watch. But even, coming back from the Camino, I felt this is still too much. I have way too many discs. Uh, and I don't have enough time in my life to watch all these discs. So I'd better get rid of them. Same thing with games. I have an in- a huge collection of um, Xbox 360 games. And I kept them because I still have a functioning Xbox 360. And the, the Xbox One is able to play in emulation a lot of those games. So I didn't, I didn't throw them away. I didn't, didn't want to sell them because, well... They're not worth anything anymore. But then I looked through that collection and I would say 80% of those games, I had forgotten that I had them. I will never play those games anymore because I have so many other games that are much better than these and are more are newer and more modern. So again, it's like looking at the stupidity of previous uh, ex- uh, Buy, buying sprays where I'm like why did I buy that game I never I played it once for an hour it's why did I even buy that and I've got a lot of, and so now I'm like well but I can't I can't throw it away because I spend so much money on these things and they were worth so much but it's stupid money it was worth something when you bought it and it started to to go down in value the day after you bought it and it will never get back to its original value. And now it's only in the way. It's only, it's, again, it's clutter. Visual clutter. It's, it's, and someone else may actually enjoy this game. So I've given a lot of games to my nieces and nephews. Or my niece and nephews. But even them, I don't want to clutter up their lives. And they've got modern games that they like to play. So, golly. Time to move on. Um, I read a... a a blog post about about these issues where you feel regret that you spent money on stuff and that something of you don't want to do get rid of things that were so valuable to you at one point in your life and the gist of the blog post was those things were at the time fulfilled a certain purpose and they brought you entertainment and they were of value to you, but now they don't. So it's time to move on. Don't always go back in, in, in the past in life. Life, the value of life is the things that are ahead of you. It's, it's, your life is in front of you. It's not in your past. And so letting go of clutter can also be a way to free you from whatever is holding you back to move on in life. The same can be said of um, perhaps the hardest thing to declutter and to get rid of is objects, photos, antiquities, whatever, that have belonged to someone else, that were given to you, and that make you think of that person. Now, again, I don't want to... I'm not a purist. I I don't want to... To, to say that we should get rid of everything that has an emotion, only an emotional value and it's not useful. Uh, it, that would be a very u- ut- utilitarian approach to, to life. And 
you know, if you look at a hobbit hole, Bilbo is surrounded by objects that um, remind him of important moments in his life and adventures, and, and he cherishes that. I mean, he's the opposite of, of, a, of a minimalist. But at the same time, what he surrounds himself with, himself with things that give him joy. He's not bothered by the clutter. And that's, that's the, the question you have to ask yourself. You know, is this still giving me value, giving me joy, helping me to be grateful for people and events in my life? Or is this hampering me from moving on? Am I holding on to these objects because I'm holding on to things that I can't let go and that hamper me from going forward? That's, that's the criterion. It's, if it, is, is it in your way? Is it, ham is it cluttering up your life or not? And you can have a house, I think, full of objects and still have a very decluttered life because these things are matter to you and are important to you and add value to your life. But everything that doesn't and that's only in your, in, in your way, that's my big problem is I have trouble focusing. If I have too much stuff around me, that distracts me. It's like my computer. Uh, if I've got too many links Open, too many tabs open in my browser. Do you have that sometimes when you have like 50 tabs open in one browser and you don't want to close the browser because then you're afraid that you're going to lose all those pages that you still wanted to read? It happens to me all the time. Now I'm, I'm, I'm browsing a news website and I'm like, ooh, that's, you know, I need to follow that link. I, I can talk about that on the break. And then I open the article in another tab and then I forget to read the article. But then after a while, I've got so many tabs open, and I'm thinking, well, mm, I, I'm not going to close down a computer, because just in case I lose those tabs, and I'm thinking I'm kind of tempted to, to create bookmarks, and I'm never going to go back and read those bookmarks. Sometimes you just need, like, a forced Windows update or anything to just make you realize that it doesn't matter. The tabs that you opened, the pages that you read, they're still there and you can still find them if you, if you need them. If you don't remember them the next day, then they're probably not that important. And there will be other things, you know. It's like, um, hey, it was a cat. Like, what was that? <laughs> it's a cat sitting in the grass. Um, the... There are some people, and I'm, I'm sometimes one of those people, tend to always kind of stay in the past and, or try to recreate certain experiences that were so valuable. Like they go back to, I don't know, to Disneyland every month because it reminds them of that one time they were at Disneyland and it, they were so happy. Perhaps that's a bad example. Why wouldn't you go oh, to Disneyland every month? I've met people on the Camino that told me they were walking the Camino for the umptieth time because they tried to recreate that one, that first Camino. But it has never been the same after that first time because you change. And, and I wonder I, if... I, again, I cannot judge that. But I don't think I would like to redo exactly the same the same 
uh, Camino again and walking through the same landscapes. If I walk the Camino next time, I'm going to walk a different itinerary because I'm different and I, life is about new experiences, not trying to repeat things that have had their value. See what I mean? It's, it's, um, and the same can be said of um, certain movies. So I was looking at the movie collection and also the games that I had. And I was like, oh, but I remember playing that game. It was so fun. Oh, gosh, I really should play that again. And I know that I never will. I don't have time to play all those games. So, like, <laughs> games nowadays represent like 20, 25 hours of gameplay. There's no way in the world that I'm going to sit down and play a game for more than a few hours in a week. So 90% of those games, I will never play them again. But what holds me back, and same is true for books as well, and movies, is like, oh, but I had such a great time when I bought that and I, I read that book or I, I was planning on reading it or I watched that movie. I want to go back and re-watch that. And, huh. For some movies in my life, that is definitely the case. I mean, there are certain movies that give me joy. And, and actually, I disc- I, that movie is never the same when I rewatch it. It's like the Star Wars, for instance. It's a good example. Some people are, are asking me, why do you rewatch Star Wars? Well, because every time I watch the Star Wars movies, I, I, I watch them in a different way because I change and I see more. Anyway don't have to explain that but there are other movies that if I would rewatch them it would just be a repeat this is not going to add anything I already there are certain movies where once you know the plot once you know how it ends like there's this big twist and if you if you already know what's going to happen it's not the same anymore um, specific example Lost one when Lost was on television it was my all-time favorite television series. I had never had a series on TV that I watched so religiously and that I talked about so often as Lost. It was constantly on my mind. And so when the series was over and Lost came out on Blu-ray and I saw a nice offer on Amazon, I bought the entire box set of Lost. And I was like, oh, it's the best thing ever. Oh, gosh, I... I still want to go back and rewatch that, and and you know what? I rewatched part of the first season, and I was like, yeah, you know what? It was a lot more fun the first time because <laughs> I already know what's going on on the island, and I know how this is going to end. And so the entire mystery that made it so compelling to to watch was gone. And if you took it out, and a lot of those episodes are so long, and so you know. Golly, you already know where the, where the thing is going and you can tell that a lot of those episodes were fillers and, and, and that's not a problem as long as there's the promise of a new discovery or anything. But once you've seen the series, there is no extra value in rewatching it again. Except for perhaps, you know, listening to an audio commentary. The, the funny thing is, so with Lost, it was a big disappointment I thought, oh, wow, I could have saved the money. And this is, this is never going to be, the, the rewatching loss is never going to be like the first time I watched it. But then, 
I also have another box set that I bought after a series ended. And I rewatch that, those episodes regularly, even out of order. And it's Battlestar Galactica by Ron Moore. And, and such a different experience. Because those episodes hold, hold up so well, even as standalone episodes. Um, not to mention most of them have director's commentary. And you hear that adds so much extra value and, and you start to understand where they were going and how they made the choices and how the, the, the acting is fabulous. There's so much action. Like every, every episode or almost every episode of Battlestar Galactica is like a, a mini movie. Very enjoyable to rewatch it. So that is, it, it's, I think that's how I should go through my collection of movies. Decide, you know, which, which, movies are worth rewatching because they're kind of timeless and but they're also and I, I I don't dare to think about which percentage that is but I I bet you that a big chunk of the movies that I currently have are not worth watching again I bought them because I enjoyed them the first time but I bought them probably because out of some kind of desire to hold on to that ex- first experience but i will never rewatch them and it won't it won't be the same so why keep them it's taking up space um what else a paperwork um it's perhaps the most boring thing but i still struggle with a lot of the the paper stuff that i have in boxes a lot of the when I was a kid I was always drawing I was always drawing comics and uh, just I have uh, boxes full of drawings in, in, in comics that I made and I, I remember the evenings and the nights that I spent on inking them and <sighs> unbelievable I still have every single comic that I ever drew I haven't been drawing for years now for decades (laughs) but I still have all that and it's not in the way but I also I don't do anything with it I don't go back and and read that same thing um, I've got a few boxes full of Star Wars magazines that I bought around the time that I was doing the uh, Star Wars website uh, before the prequels came out. A lot of those articles are also about my website and uh, contain interviews with me. And, but it's also kind of the era of, of those wonderful years that I was like a part-time Star Wars blogger of, of international fame. And in my day-to-day life, I was just this simple priest in a small village in the Netherlands. And, uh, I have such fond memories of those years, but I am holding on to so much paper of those days. And of course, I, I've got photos, photographs with autographs of Star Wars actors. I mean, I've got an autograph of Jeremy Bullock and um, uh, Kenny Baker, um, God rest his soul. And, uh, um, uh, Ray Park and, and Warwick Davis, etc. Et I'm never going to throw those away because I consider them 
my friends. And <laughs> it's, of course, kind of a fan thing to say. But those, those are value. But then all those magazines with all those articles of... Even scanning them in would probably be a useless exercise because I will never go through those scans anymore. I will never reread that. That has had its time. It's time to move on. There's a new Star Wars generation. There are new movies. Why dwell on that one time in my life that it was all about the prequels? But that, that's, that's getting much more personal and it's much easier to get rid of stuff that is not really mine uh, than to get rid of, of things that are really touching like the emotional uh, memories. So it's easier said than done, this whole decluttering. And it, it will take time to truly declutter. But I am already excited that now in my living room, I've got a couple of empty cupboards. And they used to be full of DVDs and games and stuff. Now they're empty. Which, of course, asks, asks me a new question is, do I hold on to that furniture or do I get rid of it? I, I remember uh, watching a documentary about um, Steve Jobs where people that knew him very well described his living quarters. And there, was, there, were, there was no furniture. He didn't, he didn't even have chairs. People sat on the ground. He had just empty walls. I don't think that's my style. I, I would feel very unhappy because it is... You know, it's ugly. <laughs> I like to have my living room have a certain atmosphere. And uh, furniture creates a homely feeling. And so I have to find a new way to de- kind of decorate my, my room with less clutter. But again, fill the room with, with things that add true value, like, like art. Like, I don't know, a big map of Middle Earth or something like that. Perhaps some... some photos that I took uh, during my travels and, and make, you know, put them in frames. I don't know. Just thinking out loud. Um, my my all-time favorite place in, in the world is um, the recreation of the Shire in Matamata in, in New Zealand. And I'm always, I'm still thinking one day when I'm no longer living here in Amersfoort, I want to build my own hobbit hole. But if you look at uh, the, 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 especially the Prancing Pony that they recreated there, is it, or is it the Prancing? No, it's not the Prancing Pony. It's the Green Dragon Inn that they recre- recreated. There's actually not much clutter in it. Most of the beauty is from flowers. It's, um, it's the, the, the way they painted the, the certain old furniture. Um, but there's not much junk in those, in those uh, hobbit holes. So... Anyway, still dreaming about this hobbit life <laughs> that awaits me. I could be totally happy. Like when I was in Spain, there were actually hobbit holes. Uh, there, it's a Spanish, in certain Spanish areas, they, they built these underground, um, it's not really, a, they're not houses, but they used it to store food. And sometimes also they had these little workplaces to, to make stuff. Um, but they look exactly like hobbit houses, and they're covered in, you know, they're under hills. And uh, I often, I often thought, you know, since I'm already living outside here and with with just a backpack and 
I don't need anything. I don't even have my own home for six weeks and I feel totally happy. I think I could live in a small house. I think I could live in a hobbit hole. <laughs> and so it's, it's, a, it's an ongoing quest. I'm, I'm approaching my house here and the light in the study room is, is on so I can see the, the shelves with the books. It does look nice, I have to say. Although I won't read any of those books anytime soon. <laughs> anyway, that's what I wanted to share with you. My ongoing journey of simplifying, decluttering, and holding on to the things that are truly worth something and are truly of value and getting rid of everything that has had its function. And with that, back in the house. Thank you for listening. Uh, go to tridio.com for all my other shows. Thanks to my patrons over at patreon.com slash fatherroderick. They enable me to do this work. And uh, I will see you soon, or I'll talk to you soon. Take care. God bless.